I'm always curious as to whether or not, like, if if I had been raised around the Latina side more than the Arab side, if it would have had this identity crisis my whole life. And through, you know, connecting with people on social media and giving that TED Talk, it would have been the same. Like, from what I've heard and learned from other people's experiences, it would have been no different. So there's just, there's always that cultural struggle when you're trying to fit into some type of Western community coming from anywhere else in the world. And I think throwing the Muslim aspect into it all just added another complicated layer because I didn't know growing up, I, I didn't know how to separate my Muslim identity from my Arab identity and vice versa. It was just a thing that, you know, it was always blended together. And so I didn't know how to embrace being Arab without also having to figure out how to embrace being Muslim. Because again, it was never something that was separated for me. And so I think now I have a semi-decent handle on like being able to separate the two and talk about them as two different identities, which is something that I think is super important to do because a Muslim from a Daisy community it does not have the same experience as a Muslim from an Arab community or an East Asian community, or even, you know, the Muslims in Europe and the white Muslims that we have here. Like our experiences are all different in terms of what our ethnic identity is. But when it comes to our religious identity, the struggles are all still kind of there. I think all of this to say that for as much as I like to believe I had a normal childhood and upbringing, it was still very difficult to fit in. And I didn't feel like I was white enough for my white friends. I didn't feel like I was Arab enough for, you know, the Arab friends that I had. It's still, I think, to this day, something that I'm overcompensating for. I'm trying to find, you know, I don't speak Arabic. So I've been taking classes for the last 16 years of my life with no no end in sight. But so I'm just trying to overcompensate for that lack of connection that I have to my Arab identity that is so huge in the community. Like being able to speak Arabic is such a huge part of being Arab. And I don't have that. So I do all of the cooking, uh, traditional foods. I celebrate all of the holidays and make sure we go big so that you know everybody knows we're Arab. My son has like the most Arab name that you could possibly give a child. And so I've really just tried to immerse myself in Arab culture, everything outside of, of learning the language. And I think doing that has made me let go of this belief that I also need to pretend to be white and pretend to fit into American society, especially in today's world, and not to get political, but just given the landscape of everything that's going on in this country. I'm okay not fitting into that community anymore for a little bit. I think there's a lot of work to be done there. And I think that trying to fit into it made me betray who I am as an Arab and Muslim woman. And being able to see that now and recognize it and, and understand that there, at least to me, and I'm sure people would argue differently, but I really believe that there's so much beautiful history and tradition tied to non-Western cultures that so often get erased or just kind of put on the back burner because we're trying so hard to fit into what the society is deemed as normal that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want my kids to have that experience where they're trying to, you know, fit into a group of friends that don't have the same moral values, that don't, you know, their families don't operate the same way that, that we do. I really admire the fact that Arabs are huge on community and Latinas, you know, it's, it's everything where we operate as a unit. It's not an individual experience of life. And I really love that. And I think that I'm okay, like not trying to fit into the other side anymore. 